And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Five Minute Freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ornery fur-barren rebel! Welcome to a special Two True Freaks News Flash. As you may have heard, the internet broke in two tonight over the announcement that the Walt Disney Company has now acquired Star Wars. And uh, here to talk about it is my good friend Chris Hangup. I, by the way, am Scott Gardner and must introduce myself. <laughs> Starting this thing off. Chris we're, Honeywell, a little, we're a little bit disheveled here in the Two True Freaks news, newsroom. We were all just going about our daily lives when this hot news item broke so i couldn't be more excited if you poured a bag of sugar down my throat so uh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy about this so well we've got we've got a whole bunch of people we got other people who might be also joining us in the middle of this so we'll 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 tell you who they are when they show up but uh i'm gonna go by what pictures i'm looking at on my skype we got uh chris tyler the hair metal hero hey everybody We've got Mr. Scott Rifun back for a second time on Two Two Freaks. Hello. <laughs> Joanne Thrax, a regular on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror and on Two Two Freaks shows randomly here and there. Boshuda, everyone. <laughs> Boshuda, indeed. <laughs> um, from the um, Too Old to Grow Up podcast, we've got Mr. Ken Morgan. Hey, good evening. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and last but not least, and is, we're not sorting by size tonight. <laughs> hey, oh, or he, he'd be right after Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bill Robinson. Why, thank you, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. And who knows so. who else is going to show up to gloat Actually, and... You we, we have another uh, member who's ready to go. Uh, Mr. Dave Atterbury just messaged me that he's ready to come in ah, on the call. As well. All right. So, we're getting a lot okay. of the crew from uh, Star Wars Celebration together. We Excellent. are. We are. All right. I'll. Uh, well, we never I'll... got a chance to do our, our proper wrap up uh, recall, whatever you want to call it, with getting everybody together for that. So this will. I oh, guess this is sort of a for that version bit. of that, I guess. Hello. Ah, Dave Atterbury. All right. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going? We were just doing the roundtable uh, intros here, so uh, I think we're we're now official. We are ready to get into this thing, so I want to get everybody's reaction, but just real quick before we get into that, I just have to put out a warning to uh, every newscaster in America that um, I'm going to start taking hostages if I hear one more time that there are that there's only six Star Wars films, because there are... Seven, seven films. <laughs> there are four lights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're counting the holiday specials of film? Uh, you know, oh, Father, God. forgive them, for they know not what they <laughs> Yes, I know. The Clone Wars, yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> the... the Go ahead, Ken. I I, I, w I just was going to take issue. It's the Clone Wars marketing piece that what? was there only to sell a TV show. And yeah. God, I, 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 I still want my money back for having to pay for to see, to see that. I've just, got despite the, the fact that I enjoyed it later seeing it on television. 
I, I just, it's not, it's not, I've it's got the ticket for it, I'm so it counts as a movie. You know, those Ewoks movies showed up in a few theaters, too. You don't count those. Oh, I, I thought about that to. later, that I thought <laughs> that I had heard later on that some of those Ewok movies did get played theatrically, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going like to hold Lithuania my ground. I was there for all like seven, so in my mind, there are seven movies, but I know what they're, what they're going for, but. Well, technically, what they, what they announced was that there was going to be an episode seven. Not that yes. there was going to be a seventh movie, but they were going right. to be. No, that's true. But even, even in the press release, they talked about how they even talked in the press release in the in the uh, investors conference call how there are six movies now. Episode seven is coming out, and that's what the news media picked up. But I just think yeah. it's telling that even Lucasfilm is only saying that there are six movies. They are still they are trying to distance themselves and not acknowledge that the Clone Wars was a theatrical release. It, it's part of the TV show. It's not. It's not. It's not Lu one of the movies. Lucasfilm must well, disappoint. Do that. There's there, also the number of people who were in the theater. It's my interpretation. <laughs> hey guys, right out of the gate, do you think that they should even call it Episode Seven? Yes. Hmm. Yes, yes. That's I'm... not a bad idea. I, I, I considered that myself. Um, you well, know, you I, I wonder the if they'll market it or, or even title it that way. Because, you know, the original ones, what, of the course, new one? weren't. But, yeah. Oh, I'm, I definitely uh, will imagine it will be episode seven. Well, they, 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 they I've read one press that. release where they said seven through nine, and then, yes. and then one every two years or three years after that. I wasn't clear on what they meant by that. They definitely did say seven, then eight and nine, with films being two and three years apart. But it wasn't clear if they meant they were going to continue two and three in part, two or three years apart, or if those three they mentioned would be two and three years apart, two or three years apart, or or both. I'll, uh, what I'm, I'm happy with getting just three of them for now and seeing if you know. I mean, if they precisely. make money. Yeah, that's probably where it's at. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Is that they're they're talking that they're they're basically going to use the same model that already existed for Star Wars movies. Is put out three with them spaced three years apart. You know, two to three years apart. So yeah, I like that idea. But at the same rate, I mean, if if they come out and they're doing gangbusters, you know, as we've seen with things like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they're not going to stop at a trilogy if if they're, you know, doing well and popular enough or whatever. I, I would think anyway. We'll see. Well, Star yeah. Wars is generational. By the time they get those three done, there'll be a whole new generation they can start in with with new movie. You know, it's it's right. technically you don't really have to. There's just no reason to end it. You know, a couple. Uh, they have been, as you know, they've been re-releasing or starting to re to release the original six movies in 3D. This past February, we had Episode One. We were supposed to get Episode Two this February, but a few months ago, they announced that. They wouldn't do episode two in February. Instead, they'd do two and three fairly close to each other next fall of 2013. Now I'm wondering if that wasn't pre-planned so that they can then get episodes four, five, and six out in 2014 so that we're ready to go with episode seven in 2015. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, one of the first thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just cut somebody off. I was, was... Just saying, I, was, I, was just, I was just saying that's where I'd put my money, too. Yeah. Because that was one of the first things that uh, that occurred to me, you know. Of course, for me personally, you know, all of this really relates most heavily to to Florida and the Florida parks and everything like that. So, and, and you know, I know a lot of my my friends and coworkers that that work at you know at the Disney park. You know, a lot of us felt like okay, you know, all this time there there'd been a lot of talk and frankly a lot of complaining about. You know this Avatar thing going in at, at Animal Kingdom. You know, and why were was Disney focusing on Avatar when they had Star Wars there, and and feeling like you know beyond uh, Star Tours that they really weren't exploiting it to its its full measure. And I think that this deal has probably been, you know, in the in the workings for quite some time. So. I think it's awesome. I think in a lot of ways, I think this is probably a, a great example of them actually listening to their fan base going, yeah, Avatar, whatever, but come on, Star Wars, you know, and, and yeah, here here we go. Avatar well, will get um, another boost when the sequel comes um, out. They said in, the, in one of the press releases or conference calls that, that uh, Lucas had, a, had personally approved this deal only recently. Um, they did say that they had been planning on this or working towards this for at least the last year and a half or so. And if I got my time right, or something, something I read online, that's right around the same time Star Tours reopened. Right. Hmm. So I gotta believe that this year, absolutely right, Scott. This has been in the works for a long time, and uh, there is a bigger picture involved with the parks, especially. Well, it makes absolutely. a lot. It makes a lot of sense because you've seen a sort of you've seen Star Wars slowly getting, you know, I mean, 
Oh, the presence has grown. Just when you go to when you go to Disney World, yeah, there's a Star Wars presence almost everywhere now. You know, right. so well, it, that's the thing is, I, I think they've they've learned, you know, both with their own in park events, you know, with Star uh, Star Wars weekends every year, you know, that that takes over the studios for uh, for four weekends, you know, in the spring every year, and then the past two. Star Wars celebrations have been right here uh, in Orlando, you know, with strong ties to to Disney and everything like that. I, I think that they just they looked at all that and were just like, okay, you know, let's go forward with this thing. Plus, I think of no small consideration, and, and this is another thing that really just made me chuckle when I realized it was that, you know, everybody's looking at the the expansion of uh, of Fantasyland over at the Magic Kingdom and going, oh, well, this must be Disney's attempt to to. Um, compete or or to answer back you know universal's harry potter i think this is i think (laughs) everybody was looking at new fantasy land or avatar and going wow you know really harry you know avatars your answer to harry (laughs) potter and and disney (laughs) just said uh, -uh, we see your harry potter we'll raise you star wars i you know Come Six on. Flags is going to get Twilight now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, Avatar, <laughs> maybe a- Avatar is just a ruse and it's really going to be Dagobah. Well, can I, can, I dr- Ooh. Ooh. can I drop my conspiracy theory? Sure. George Lucas is a, is a December 2012 believer. Do you think $4.5 billion is the cost for the ticket on the space arc off the planet? <laughs> That's a good question, or the good point that you bring up about the four point five. by the way, is that that was one of the things I wanted to talk about briefly was, uh, is it just me, or does that seem really cheap for all of Star Wars? Let me, yeah. let, and, well, not just Star Wars, they're getting Industrial Lights and Magic. And uh-huh. Indiana Jones. And Indiana, and Indiana Jones. Jones, yeah. They, they well, specifically said the value was calculated solely on Star Wars. Everything else is coming with it, but they really only looked at Star Wars as far as calculating the value. That's that's a deal, getting Indiana Jones and Industrial Lights and Magic thrown into the... See, I want to make a joke about Indiana Jones only being worth about a buck fifty after Crystal Skull, but I know that's really mean-spirited. So. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> well, and also, you know, not only Lucasfilm uh, and ILM, but they're also getting Skywalker Sound. Yes. Oh, the, and the video games well. and yeah, uh, so uh, Lucas Arts. Uh, yeah, they've stuff. got a vast. I mean, this may be even more impressive than the uh, purchase of Marvel. I want to see Sam and Max in Disney. Ooh. <laughs> well, now we're talking. We're. I mean, there's. I mean, the possibilities now it, for nerds, especially nerds like Scott and I, are uh, mind-boggling because now we've got. Marvel and Star Wars under the same roof. Kingdom Hearts. That could that could give our Star Wars Monthly mm. Monday a whole new lease on life. If oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. We're, run, we're running out of Marvel Star Wars to cover on it. We might get some more. That would be awesome. I, I, I want to come back to that in a moment because believe it or not, as big as news as I think this is, and 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 with the theme parks and all that, actually the very first thought that occurred to me was that thought of Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars back together again. But I want to come back to that in a minute because I want to make sure uh, Ken gets a, a chance to talk about something he and I were chatting about briefly before we got started. Go go ahead with that, Ken. Uh, one one thing that 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 immediately came to my mind, and as much as I'm a fan of of the movies. Uh, I'm right firmly in the camp that Star Wars is a lot more than just those movies. It, you know, we talked briefly about them. Comics, books, video games. You know, there's a whole ex- universe, literally, of, uh, of uh, expanded universe content out there. And that really became my first concern. And this is a concern I had not because it's Disney. It's in general of any Episode 7, even if Lucas were to do it, was how would the existing continuity to be treated. Now, now, I'm not suggesting that they need to, you know, film whatever's been written or put in print already, but at least somehow, um, you know, honor, acknowledge it, while at the same time expanding outward and creating new stuff. And, you know, like, as long as they do something stupid, like, say, you know, the, the Han and Leia's kids are named Huey, Dewey, and Louie, I think we'll be fine. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I would love that, by the way. I know you would. <laughs> I would uh, one, one, of the, one of the key <laughs> lines. One of the key lines I did here, though, was uh, from Bob Igar acknowledging that Star Wars now consists of over seventeen thousand characters and thousands of worlds, and we are the best positioned to to. Uh, well, his word was leverage, but it wasn't an investor's call, so I'll, I'll forgive him that. Uh, but to, to use that, that, that character and to expand the universe going forward. So i got to believe that, that one, uh, the EU as it stands now is safe and won't be you know, negated by anything that comes out in an episode 7 or TV show or whatever else. But two, it really will be an expansion. Plus, like Marvel, this is going to be still be Lucasfilm's making this. I mean, they've forgotten more about um, Star Wars continuity as a whole than I'll probably ever know. Um, so as long as Marvel does what I always said George Lucas should do, which is just sit back and cash the checks and let better people actually make the movies, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, and, I think we and are. with $4.5 billion, he can sit back pretty comfortably. Because if you think about it, you know, okay, it might be worth more than $4.5 billion. It's actually less. It's $4.05. $4.05 billion. Yeah. You know, myself, when I start thinking of, like, if somebody was to back up a truck full of money, once you get past a billion, it's all just <laughs> academic, you know? It's just, like, you know, I mean, George Lucas, I think, I, you know, I think a lot of this motivation might have been he had that whole plan to set up his own sound stages and build this whole complex there, and his neighbors sort of scuttled it. And he sold the land, and he sold it to housing developments. So that was about the same time also that Star Tours was opening up, and he might have been just like, you know what? Yeah, if I'm not going to get it set up like this, I might as well, you know, might as well sell it. And the thing about it is it'll still be Lucasfilm. It'll be just an arm of Disney. It won't be that, like, that it'll was... be sort of absorbed into it, but it'll be still the same people for at yeah. least the time being. That you was know, kind, over of, kind time, of they'll be... my, yeah, so that was kind of where my ultimate point was going was that it's still going to be Lucasfilm's making it. It's still going to be people who know and care about Star Wars and have been, you know, the keepers of the canon, if you will. Um, put the Disney machine behind it in terms of marketing, promoting it, and getting it out there, but let the people who know Star Wars best make Star Wars and let the power of Disney sell it. And I think this is definitely a match made in heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they get Pixar involved, I would agree with you. <laughs> oh, see, I was wondering if we, if we might have any naysayers in the group as far as, you know, do any of you think this isn't a good, uh, a good marriage? I can think of negatives. All right, go ahead. Well, I'm always against media becoming conglomerated. You know, I'm always against having less and less media companies. So this is another, you know, this is just another of, you know, I think there's six now. One of them is Disney. And uh, so that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, the the thing about Star Wars is the content of Star Wars has never been on the sketchy side, so you can't really worry about Disney being like, okay, well, we have to, you know, uh, mellow this out a little bit. As if anything, they, you know, we might have less of that, of the Jar Jarness, <laughs> and and stuff like that. So, not many. Big negatives. I I do like the idea of ha of George Lucas being sort of an independent filmmaker, and, again. Yeah. And well, again, but I, I you know at the helm of Star Wars, I still like the idea of all the Star Wars movies up till Episode Seven will have been independent films, you know, in in a way, independently made for sure, and made the way the director wanted them to be. I don't think it'll be so much that way in the future you know See, but that could thing... be that could work for the good you know in right. a lot of yeah. ways yeah. they've yeah. mentioned that he's still going to be a creative consultant so he's he's still going to have his hand in there somewhere and get a paycheck probably yeah that's that's probably a pretty decent paycheck yeah well you know i i've, I've got a little naysaying to do excellent uh, <laughs> i'll say first off i'll say if anybody was going to buy and take over lucasfilm i would i would prefer it be disney but amen Time. At the same time, what I've always liked and appreciated about George Lucas is he is he is an autonomous filmmaker. He basically yes. told Hollywood to go to hell and said to hell with your system and your politics and all of that and went and set up his own little system of his own up north and he won. 
he beat them. He beat Hollywood. And now everything that he built has been absorbed into everything he was opposed to. So I, I have an issue with that. And I know, I know it's trendy to, to hate George Lucas and hate everything he does now. Uh, but I, I'm not that guy. I don't do that. I enjoyed the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I enjoy what he does. I paid money to go see Red Tails. Um, and and I, I don't know that I need an episode seven. You know, you were talking about whether or not you call it episode seven and call it or do something else. I wouldn't mind them doing something off to the side, something that takes place in the galaxy. It's a feature film, but it's not, you know, part of the main story. Well, like Scott and I said way back at the beginning of our podcasting career, we don't envy the person who has to sit down and write episode seven. Right. And make it and make it a compelling, <laughs> meaningful story you, as meaningful as the watch, arcs of Yeah. Did you guys watch the uh the the video clip that Lucas put out today? Yeah, no. I saw that. I saw it. Yeah, he mentioned in there that, that he part of the materials he's given over to them to produce the movies is that he gave them he he has treatments that he's written for the next three movies. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much of that they'll retain and, and if they just decide, like you mentioned, to just say, well, maybe it's not going to be about Luke and Han anymore. Maybe we'll come up with new names and basically make them new characters. Yeah. The, the other thing he said in there, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the press release I said specifically mentioned Luke, uh, Han and Leia. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that works or not. Is that Luke what and Han, saying? I could see appearing in another Star Wars movie. Which one would Carrie, Carrie Fisher be? better? Uh, Carrie Fisher should get to the gym if she's going to get in another Star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't want to see any of those three in another movie. Sorry. Right. No, is, neither do I. If they did, you know, the, the later era, skip the head and do like a Legacy of the Force era type of story where they are that age, that would work. The only problem with that is Leia is described as be, still being beautiful. <laughs> right. And I don't think Terry that really... Fisher looks like Penny Marshall now, you know, basically. <laughs> she looks like... <laughs> you know... You mentioned that video. Uh, he not only did he talk about how he has the the treatments written. He goes on to talk about how he uh, he handpicked Kathy Kennedy to to uh, take over his mm-hmm. shoes even before this. How she's involved with the the taking the treatments and writing it into a script. But he also goes on to talk about how he wanted to protect the 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 films, protect Star Wars, protect the characters, and how and this is the nice produced video he wrote to sell this to the fans. So take this for what it, what it means. He felt Disney was the best position to preserve and take care of these characters so that they are there for not only the next, but for many generations to come. Um, so, so you're absolutely right. He, he definitely started on his own to buck the system. Uh, Disney tried to say, no, that's not how you do a, a space film. Here's, here's how you do a space film. And they gave us the black hole and, uh, which was good in its own right, but it wasn't Star Wars. But now they're all coming together. But it's interesting that, that Lucas uh, definitely um, uh, saw or is trying to sell to us that he saw Disney as being the, the best position to uh, preserve Star Wars. Disney's learned a lot since the, like the Black oh, Hole and true. Tron days, I think. They've really, like, they've really gotten a lot more savvy in their, in their production of, of movies since I mean, Disney's then. And when Disney's being Disney, that's great. But when Disney's being, you know, Ron Miller's Disney or late stage Michael Eisner's Disney, that's when I get worried. I get a lot of confidence with the way Disney's handled Marvel over the last three years that that at least yes. in the next near term, that's how Lucas is going to be. Lucasfilm's going to be handled, which is to say, like I said earlier, Lucasfilm will be there to do the movies that they need to do with Disney's support, not influence. Well, I, th- I think what really needs to be done immediately is the immediate lobbying for them to take those treatments and send them to Scott and I to write the script for Episode 7. <laughs> That's what I think immediately should happen. And, well, like, a lot of people have been throwing directors' names around, too, of, like, who they could get. Now, I know they said a new generation, which means, you know, sort of that sort of pre- precludes, like, Spielbergs and stuff like that. If they're if they're gonna be like strictly sticking to that, but I don't know who I'd like to see as a Star Wars director. I'd love to see Spielberg. I don't think he'd do it though. Well, for seven, eight, nine, um, I don't know how many of the books you guys have read, but um, like two things they could do, which 
actually all the all the major actors are probably too old now would be uh, the uh, the Thrawn trilogy. God but that, no. Well, yeah, but well, plus they're really too too I old now to do that. Um, but the uh, other one would be how oh, it was during the um, in this how oh, what is it's not Ooh. Legacy of the Force. Uh, I believe New Jedi Order. Or uh, the one where they were fighting the uh, Yizan Vong that come that's, from that's, out of that's, that's New Jedi Order as well. Yeah, it's all that. Okay, that might good place be a good place because in that they are much older. They do have the kids. They could set up the new the new generation of kids to go on with in movies beyond that. That might be a, a good starting place. And the actors, you know, maybe uh, Princess Leia had a bad uh, force accident to explain why she looks like <laughs> I, she does. I honestly fully expect. <laughs> That they been will chain smoking not... space cigarettes too for the last thirty years. <laughs> I, I fully expect that they will not um, use any any of the existing EU directly uh, as as uh, the source of this new movie. I expect it to be probably in the time frame of, of Thrawn, maybe a little bit before. I, I could be wrong on that, but also honestly, and, and this is probably not going to be popular. I, I really expect the the main characters to be recast. I, I don't see those actors coming back in any way. Mm. Well, why can't I, they I, just? Do I, it? I think. Like, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say, you know, why can't they just do it like a continuation, like they do with James Bond? James Bond is essentially the same character, but he's at uh, different guises. They can have, they can recast this thing and keep it going and keep it interesting, so long as they've got good story, good directors, and good actors. Uh, I'm not going to be hung up on the fact that it's not Mark Hamill in the role of Luke Skywalker if they decide to do an episode 7 and it follows along the line of the the Star Wars the original four uh, the original three yeah. movies and, the, so, and and they don't have enough money probably to give to to 75 year old um Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford to do it in the world <laughs> I don't think he's into do, playing uh Han Solo ever and if, again and after if they Jedi. wanted to do it just recently after uh you know, return the Jedi, uh, and even if they wanted to do something that didn't follow the Thrawn story or whatever, you know, they could they could break out on their own. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But if they get good directors, good actors, and good story, Star Wars will work. And Disney's the company who's gonna that I would think would be best suited to do it. See, I'm really excited about this from the angle of that, you know, they're now the keepers of, of the property because I'm excited about what they're going to be able to do with the property as a whole. I'm excited that, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you need to look really big here. I think this goes beyond there being like an expansion to the, the, the d existing footprint that Star Wars has over in the studios or anything. I think that we're talking about potentially a, a fifth gate, you know, an entire park devoted to Star Wars. So I'm excited for things like that. I'm super excited about Marvel potentially having Star Wars back again to where they could hopefully, if not necessarily pick up where they left off, at least pick up characters and concepts that they originally created and, and give us new stories with those characters. So I'm really excited about that. I'm you know, cautiously optimistic about the movies, but I think that, you know, Chris talked about negatives. I, I don't want to cast this as a negative, but I d think that that's definitely the biggest hurdle that they're going to have to uh, face is how are they going to do the movies? Because, I, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm looking at there's probably something akin to like a 50-50 split between people that are like me about their Star Wars, where it's the films and that's pretty much it. And then you've got these other people that are rabid fans of the EU. See, I'm thinking more than likely what they're going to do is, is they're either going to completely dismiss the EU and do what they want to do, because I think that that's ultimately what George would do if he made his seventh movie himself, was, hey, guys, you know, no offense, but I'm going to do what I want to do, and all that EU crap, I'm not going to take it into consideration. I think they're either going to do that, or they're going to set it so far removed from the EU that it could still possibly exist and you can jump through your hoops to make it work in your own mind if you want to. But ultimately, it's going to be a completely new Star Wars. I'm thinking it's going to be one of those two approaches. I think it's going to be the latter. It's going to be two, three hundred years after the death of the main characters. You, there's, there's no way... They can continue that story. I'm thinking they're going to do a general, you know, if you want to follow in the, the, the you know, and, and George Lucas talking about, you know, everything sort of being a reflection of something else. They'll probably do it in a like 20 year period where it's like 
Luke and Luke's kids or Han and Leia's kids. And but see, that's going to go if they do that, that's going to go counter to the EU stuff, because the books I just started checking out the, the legacy of the force are taking place 40 years after Star Wars. So that's still well within the timeline you're talking about. So I'm thinking it's like uh, Hero just said, I think that they're probably going to go so far ahead that all that other stuff could still exist if you want it to, but they're not going to necessarily acknowledge it or they're going to just do what they want to do. And, you know, sorry, EU fans, which, you know, again, I have to say no offense to anybody that likes that stuff. You know, I I'm good with that. It's if okay they decide to do Yeah, it's OK with me. It honestly is. But I can see where they have a big problem because one way or the other, you don't want to go and disenfranchise, you know, a good portion of your fan base right out of the gate. So they've they've got quite the, the tightrope back to perform when it comes to that seventh movie. Yeah, I think whatever they're going to do, they're, they're not going to blatantly dismiss anyone because they, they did say that the, the $4.05 billion number was, was, brought, was calculated solely on the value of Star Wars. They've acknowledged the 17,000 characters and thousands of worlds that make up the Star Wars universe. They, they understand the EU. They, inter EU. they understand that that is, what, is part of what Star Wars is. Right. Uh, and, and I said earlier, so they're, they're going to incorporate it. They're going to use it. Uh, you've got continuity in the EU that goes, you know, as far as like 125 years in the future at this point, from 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 Star Wars from Episode Four. So there's there's, but there's still plenty of room to work even inside that. That like you said, Scott, in the latter, they can actually kind of, you know, put it on the side, and you know, you can jump through your hoops because that's really what a lot of the continuity is right now. I mean, you need, in some cases, you need to take some pretty broad strokes to be able to uh, to merge one story to the next. Mm -hmm. uh, but for, but for the most part, it works. So I don't think it's that difficult to work inside the bounds of uh, the EU, still use the characters we know, but still add new stories without rehashing the old or violating them either. Now, do any of you guys know, did they specifically use the words live action in reference to these future movies? I I'm curious about that. I didn't see it, no. but I'm assuming I'm going to assume that as much as live action as a Star Wars movie is anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, speaking of live action, um, where is the live action TV show going to fall? And if mm. it still happens with um, now go with being with Disney, and Disney has Marvel. Could we see like a Friday night where we're watching the Shield oh, God. Shield show, oh, and then we oh, go right into Star Wars? Oh, dear God. Oh, oh, I just got to they, they did say in the call, someone asked about about where it's at. They said, you know, that's certainly a possibility. And boy, Disney XD would be a great place for something like that. That um, would be awesome. Well, you know, also of no small consideration is by 2015, the technology that we've seen used on, say, like Tron Legacy. Do you think that could be to a port uh, to a point where they could actually have uh, Luke Han and Leia, and not necessarily have to have? I think uh, so. The original actors. I, I think they. I think they definitely could, but it's still going to be expensive to do it. It's. I mean, well, I mean, we can, you we could can get do away with stuff, it, but it's not like just like you could just pop their picture. You know, it takes a lot of work to get it. Yeah, but as, I mean, if, if you made it as the adventures of their kids and then those guys just, you know, are used sparingly kind of like yeah. how Clue was in, in Tron Legacy, then you might be able to pull it off. You might be you able know? to pull it off, yeah. Do you I really mean, want to see the adventures of Luke and Blaze? <laughs> no, the th the, no, me, oh. me, me neither. <laughs> and and the, the, the thing about that is I think they could get away with different... I, I think they've also proved in with the Clone Wars cartoons there's been... One, two, at least three different people who've played Obi-Wan so far. Right. You know, in the career of Star Wars. and uh, See, I'm with you, Hero, I, I, as far as, uh, you know, do you really want to see Luke and them again, or do you want to see their kids? I, on the one hand, I, I'm with you, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know, if you remove it too much from what well, we know, I think that was the problem with the prequels, well, is that there wasn't enough stuff to pull back in. There's... there's um, the problem of George Lucas's whole thesis that he sets up that it's like this generational story of a family. Right. You know, and the, and it's, it's okay that, you know, the, the prequels uh, is young Darth Vader. And then, you know, the, fa the, his family after that. And he always talks about, you know, each one, 
you know, rings into yeah, well, the other one. Yeah, well, families go on analog. for more than 40 years. I mean, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, back. I mean, come on. Right, but do yeah, they want to the do they, they, they have... maintain that, that, you know, do they want, are they going to do it like George Lucas is, has and have, okay, this scene between these two characters is almost a, a mirror image or a little bit, you know, like a repetition of the scene between these two characters and the other movie and stuff like that. And, it, you know, if, if you're going to follow his his pattern, it would probably have to be their family and have that right. have those reverberations in between. But it doesn't have that strong. It's right back to that. What if we wrote episode seven? It comes right back to that. You don't have that strong turning to Darth Vader's story now. Now you have the story of they've already won. What do you got left except for politics of what you set up next? Right. Well, also, I mean, they, they've already, to a degree, done this thing where they've gone either way, way, way back or way, way, way forward. In both instances, now I'm talking for myself personally, I don't care about any of that. I'm sorry. It, it may be the best Star Wars there actually is, but you know, from what I've sampled of it, it just doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in the remote ancestors of Luke Skywalker. And, you know, I'm not interested in the remote descendants of Luke Skywalker. I'm interested in Luke Skywalker, you know? So, you know, while I don't want to see a a 60 or whatever age he is now, a 60-year-old Luke Skywalker trying to hobble around the screen at the same point, something connected to him directly like his kids or grandkids or whatever yeah i i gotta profess i'm interested you could could make anything work if it's written well enough and that's what i'm that's what i'm most worried about like like you could say let's guess about what directors will do it i'm more worried about who's gonna who's gonna write the screenplays for these things yeah you have to consider you have to consider now that you're talking far beyond just George Lucas at this point. You're talking when you when you look now at the entity of Disney that now incorporates, you know, not only the the Disney Imagineers and all the brilliant people that work there, but now you're talking about Pixar and John Lasseter. You're talking about all the folks at Marvel and Joss Whedon and people like that that are good at this sort of thing. You've got, you know, now, of course, that could be a negative in itself. You could be talking about, you know, too many cooks stirring the pot as well. But right. I'm talking at, at the moment, there's there's quite the brain trust there. And, a, you know, I mean, come on. Well, let's, all let, let, let me put it this way. Holly, fans. A, lot of, a lot of people in Hollywood, like, or, or critics and stuff, really uh, kind of considered the Star, Star Trek 2009 screenplay uh, a smart, <laughs> screenplay, a smart screenplay by two really high-paid, hot writers, you know, and it was pure fluff. So I'm hoping they don't be like, let's find some, so you know. I hope they don't go in the that J.J. Abrams direction of finding well, you know, those hot, young, fluffy writers who don't. I agree write, with I, you. Joss but Star Wars work. I mean, Star. If if they if they had used that same script. But you there's know, mo- but there's more to Star Wars than was in there's th- that it was bereft of a lot of the the resonance of character that Star Wars has even you know it was more in the Star Wars fashion of a fight in a quick moving that, that's true thing. but my, my point is though is that I think I, I could be surface wrong. I mean if I'm wrong here call me out on this but I'm thinking that you could get away with a lot less of that sort of thing with with Star Wars than you can with Star Trek because Star Trek was always character driven right. because of the limitations of the special effects. Star Wars in a lot of people's minds is about fast spaceships and lightsabers and blowing a lot of stuff up and it's not so much about the as a matter of fact I've heard that criticism a lot about the Star Wars movies is that there you know there's too much talky let's blow some more stuff up especially when it comes to the prequel. Yeah, but so it's a fine line. See writers that don't really understand character driven uh, sci-fi anyway and all they want to do is is have that flashy stuff and things blowing up and bright lights in your face and all that then these well, could be the best movies ever you know well, you, when never- you go well, I, I'm hoping they look to Empire where you had two Oscar winning writers right um, who were run an Oscar for writing um, I, I believe um, oh, I can't remember what it what it was, but it was you know one of those like coming of age movies where all the, the big chill for right. writing the yeah. big chill, and yeah. and a director who was not a genre director but was you know a good director, and 
that's what sort of brought it together because you had these people who were like approaching it as like, okay, you know, let's get this grand act. We understand that this is a grand action picture, but they also were very good at putting in all those other elements. So you got this movie that had everything in it. So I'm hoping that they don't limit themselves to Josh Whedon, Joss Whedon's and Spielberg's and, and sort of generally acknowledge genre directors and writers and, and just look for people who are like, who are flexible, imaginative, and are good making compelling characters. And I think they right. could, and God knows Disney's one of the six communication companies they've got people you know that already on the payroll hopefully that that are good like that but that's what that's my one big worry but it would be a worry no matter who is writing it especially lucas <laughs> i'm <a> sort of <laughs> giddy that the screenplay um aspect is out of lucas's hands now that's 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 the big plus for me too yeah yeah so are we gonna see a christopher nolan star wars movie christ you better no. not. Oh. <laughs> You just keep poking there'll be trouble. Oh, there'll be trouble. You could have, uh... Uh, what I'd like to see, and this would be a nice crossover with the whole Marvel thing, would be Edgar Wright to get into the Star Wars thing because he and uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are just incredible fans of the Star Wars movies. And to see a sort of actually British take on Star Wars might be kind of interesting. So Star Wars is very British anyway, you know? It was often yeah. mostly filmed there and, you know... Lots of British crew, so and actors. If we, yeah, if if we were to get a, you know right to do the uh, a treatment of Star Wars, whether it be one of the episodes or if he were to do you know a stint on the series or something like that, I think that would be interesting. And plus, Edgar Wright does fun stuff, so that would be you know just someone I would throw out to be either a writer or a creator. And he would probably be very concerned with making it Star Wars and not his version of Star Wars. You know. Well, yeah. And that's that's what I think Disney has been good with doing, especially with Marvel projects, is finding people who enjoy who 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 like the subject the the subject matter that they're doing, and uh, they put it forth in a reverent and respectful manner. Right. They don't just say I'm going to do what I want to do and you know forget everyone else. So and, and I think the, Disney the thing is, that, that makes them different than like say like standard Hollywood is. They definitely follow. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if yeah. it, yeah. and if there's something broke about it, tinker with it till you do fix it. But leave the stuff that works. And and that's been and working that, out. Re- that's been a recent innovation, but it's been working out really good for everybody. Well, that was the unfortunate thing that happened with the Star Trek franchise. That they decided to tinker with it so much that it came out as a watered down version of Star Trek. And if they would have gotten people who were more interested in doing Star Trek rather than doing just a fast-paced action movie, I think Star Trek would have been better received by many fans. I liked it. <laughs> I liked I'm, it, too. I liked it, too. I liked I'm it a lot. It's not bad, but I'm saying Star Trek is more than just people jumping around spaceships and shooting phasers that look like Star Wars blasters. I'll tell you what, I got way more Star Trek wound up watching um scott and i are later tonight recording a star trek monthly monday and he had me watch a couple of uh episodes of enterprise that took place in the mirror universe and Mm. those got me way more star trek uh wound up than the 2009 movie not that that movie didn't get it but i was you know yeah they were a couple of the best episodes of that series (laughs) that's that's the thing now you've seen the best ones or a couple of the best ones anyway so i'm not sure what you'll think of the rest of the series now um, a couple of things I wanted to go back to was, uh, was Ken, you mentioned, uh, Kingdom Hearts and I loved your idea about Kingdom Hearts before when we were talking. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I, I, I had thought that we needed to have a Kingdom Hearts game, uh, a new one that included Marvel as a visible, uh, world. Uh, for those who don't know Kingdom Hearts, you, you travel from Disney world to Disney, you know, Disney world, like Alice in Wonderland's, uh, uh, Pinocchio, others like that. Well, now. Tron was in, in Kingdom Hearts 2, exactly. Uh, great way they incorporated that one. Well, now, hey, not only can we do a Marvel area to join in, but now you can get a Star Wars world in there as well. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I mean, that would be printing. We're, working, we're slowly working towards that holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> that day uh, when we go into holodeck and we were like, computer, two, 
two uh, snow speeders, please. See, I think that would be awesome. That's the last thing I'd be doing in a holodeck. Maybe for the power Disney, we can get a good Star Wars Kinect game. See, I think bikes would actually probably be one of the best. Because I remember one of the big things I heard all the naysayers complaining about back when there was the Disney bought Marvel deal was were we now going to see Disney characters uh, encroaching into Mar you know the Marvel universe you know would we see like you know Mickey Donald and Goofy show up alongside you know Wolverine and the X Men or something which I well Scott we are going to have the Avengers going to Phineas and Ferb though <laughs> but you know with something like Kingdom Hearts. I think you get the best of both worlds because then you can have that happen for the people that actually, like me, that actually kind of get kind of a geek high out of stuff like that. I mean, no, I don't want to pick up the latest issue of Captain America and have Goofy show up. No, I never want that to happen. But at the same rate, come on. You know, the kid in me says all my all my interest, all my action figures should play together, you know? <laughs> so with something like with Kingdom Hearts, you get that. You know, Mickey and the gang could go to Avengers Tower or they could go to the Ewok village and have little adventures and it all takes place in this innocent little realm of the video game and you know that's that's that and so then no nothing's spoiled one way or the other you didn't have a true melding of of universes it just took place in in this one thing and it it could be a blast it could be a lot of fun i like that idea and i think that video game is just come on you're printing your own money you know, Scott, I heard something else on the internet in, amongst all of these things. Outside from the very cool uh, Leia is now a Disney princess idea, um, but <laughs> oh, also with, with with Star Wars and, and Marvel all being under the, or both being under the, the banner of Disney, we can finally get a proper uh, sequel to Howard the Duck. <laughs> that That is a movie, that is one of the few movies in my mind that could warner a reboot. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's like the perfect... Yeah, Howard the Duck is one of the perfect examples of a movie that needs a reboot, where it could have been... An, it was a pretty okay movie, but boy, if somebody did it up like the real Howard the Duck comics, which would probably be accepted nowadays, it probably would have been accepted then, but like you could sell it nowadays. That would be great. That, I, Steve Gerber's dead, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's well, unfortunate. What else is there in the realm of of Lucasfilm? Because I, I you know, I, I have to profess I've been, you know, really just approaching this from the from the star, you know, solely the Star Wars side of it. But you know, even so far as to thinking that you know of a, of a Fifth Gate Park being purely Star Wars, but that Fifth Gate Park could potentially be a Lucasfilm park. You know, you've yeah. got your Star Wars and Indiana Jones in there. What else is there? I mean, there's Tucker I and... I, I'm anxious for them to make even more American graffiti. I was just thinking an American graffiti diner or something with a cop car that, like, pulls away and its axle gets pulled out and stuff like that. <laughs> that would be fun. You know, I, I don't want to be the naysayer on this whole thing, but what you described to me was just, you know, Hollywood Studios. I mean, you got the Sci-Fi Dining, yeah. you've got the, the right. Indiana Jones Stuff Spectacular, you got Star Tours. I mean, yeah, you can expand on that, but you, you've you've already got that park that you just described. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, they're already sort of locked out. I mean, Lucasfilm has already been melding in anyway. Yeah. Although, call, they, call me they, crazy, but well, it'd be pretty cool if they built the entire uh, Maniac Mansion from the game. And you could wander through it. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and Disney has gone 14 years without a new gate, which is the longest they've ever gone since they opened that property. Right. Well, see, I, I, I know. Am I hearing right that you guys think that that what they have existing already of Lucasfilm in the parks is is enough? Because I've always thought it's you know, never enough. But I yeah, mean, the, it's you, there. There it is. There's little seeds growing everywhere. You know? I don't, I'm not saying it's enough, but if if you started to do that in a fifth gate. Um, that stuff's got to have to probably have to come out of Hollywood Studios in particular, and now you're looking at having to expand or build out that with something else to take those places. Because I can't see That's... them staying there as well as having the same or similar stuff in a, in a different park. No, no, no I think Star Wars land at, at the studios at the very least. At the very yeah, at the very least, oh I God. I think. Can you imagine walking yeah. into my Moss Eisley? You know. Oh, oh exactly. Yeah. I mean, because there is plenty, plenty of space for um, for the studios to expand to fully incorporate, you know, a Star Wars land. But I'm just thinking 
Star Wars, in my mind, is a big enough property and a, and a large enough universe that it. I think you could do an entire. I you know fiscally, I think you could justify an entire park based on Star Wars. And if you're nervous that you can't, then you throw in a few other properties like Indiana Jones and Watch. Does that leave a hole in the existing studios? Yes, but there's always, always, always something new coming along that you can throw in there. I mean, we're seeing that with Avatar over in, in Animal Kingdom eventually. So, I mean, you know, they can always fill those holes if they're worried about that, which I don't think they are. If they make Star Wars land... I'm going to come down to visit you, and then they'll say they never saw him again, and I'll be the, the rumored, I'll be the guy rumored, you know, that lives in the storm gutters down below, you know. Bootlick? Bootlick? <laughs> Is it bad that I've already thought of two rides you could do from Temple of Doom? No, see that's what I'm saying is oh, that Oh man, the coal car ride is That's is the one and then the other one stone. would be yes. you get locked into that shackle that Molaron puts everybody in and they just drop you. the vine uh, swinging from the vines from uh Crystal Skull. Yeah. On that. Well, uh Scott, something that um um that's kind of up your alley, why couldn't they go with a theme resort? For Star Wars, that is almost. I could definitely see that. Oh yes, yes. I, I I could see them doing several of them. Actually, you know, I mean, you could do, uh, you know, because they already have the treehouse villas from years ago. That, to my knowledge, I don't think they're using for much of anything at the moment. But they exist. So, you know, so there you've got either Kashyyyk or Endor. Take your pick. You know, but yeah, you, oh you could do God. jobs for little people forever. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I could see them doing something like uh, like like uh, like the uh, uh, the All Star Pop Century or Art of Animation hotels, where you have each set of of actual buildings being a different oh planet, different God. world. Yeah, across oh the God. Tatooine God. and Endor. Dude, That's imagine. Brilliant. I mean, I like that. I love that idea for for um, value resorts. But imagine having tiers of resorts, just like we do now for Star Wars worlds. Can you imagine? A moderate or deluxe resort based on Cloud City. Cloud City. Ooh, I was gonna say Coruscant, but would Cloud City. Be awesome. Cloud you, City. Your moderate. I think Coruscant would be your uh, your deluxe. You'd have Hoth and Tatooine at the bottom. That's <laughs> your, that's no. What about that lava planet? Yeah. That's, that's oh, Mustafa. Yes. Welcome to Mustafa. That's the pool. See, my, my only concern in this, ultimately now, is that I just want to live long enough to see all this stuff come to be. You know, it's like wow. Well, at least you're at ground zero if it does. You know. That's that's why I'm really excited about this because, and this is something else Ken and I were talking about before we got started, is that. You know, the, I'm, the I'm struggling to not call you non-family friendly names right now. You've got, um, what, on the other side of the lake there from where you work, there's all that un unused uh, hotel space. Oh, no, wait, that's right. Didn't they make that uh, World of Music? Or <laughs> what do they do with that stuff over there? Uh, Art of Animation. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was originally supposed to be the second half of the uh, of uh, the Pop Century, but that's right. They made it the Art of Animation. Never mind. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just going in and seeing that and, and the level of, of detail and, the, and just everything that they put into that, and that's a value resort, makes me very, very excited for what they could do for Star Wars on a value level and still completely blow you away. Because that that's just a resort. It ultimately, at the end of the day, that's intended for you to go back there and crash at the end of the night. You could get a full vacation out of staying at that resort, never even going into a theme park, and walk away feeling like you'd had the vacation of a lifetime. So if they can do that with that resort, I have no doubt that they could take Star Wars and theme it into hotels and make it just really, really awesome stuff. R2-D2 shape pool. Oh, oh, God. Think of, at the like top tier of the resorts, you'd have like C-3PO's coming and like, can I help you? It would be your porters and those poor guys would be like underground at the end just like, oh, taking off their C-3PO gear. Nah, they would just take Scott and they would dress him up like the Tin Man with gold, gold, gold paint. <laughs> Find him halfway between two of the hotels like rusted out on a rainy day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oil me. Oh, I ain't falling for that. <laughs> Oil can. Oil can. 
<laughs> but no, where, where I was where I was going with that though is that you know when when Disney bought Marvel a couple of years ago, um, you know we're still here. We are three years out from that, and and a lot of folks are still looking at that deal, going, okay, you know when when are we going to see a Marvel park? You know when when are we going to see Marvel presence? You know start to pop up and and things like that. And it's going to be a while. I mean, there's going to be a long wait for that because there were pre-existing deals with other companies and other parks and things like that. To my knowledge, with this deal with Star Wars and Lucasfilm, there's nothing to stop them. I mean, oh, yeah, you're going out of the package. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're already set up. As a matter of fact, it's just going to be it's just going to be handing the keys over. Is all it's going to mm-hmm. be. I, you know, I, I'm I'm amazed by by the naysayers. I really am because I, I don't see a whole lot of negatives in this. I think we're going to get a lot more uh, Star Wars everything. I think we're going to get a lot. You know, we're obviously we're going to get new films. I think we're going to get uh, ultimately either lands or attractions or, or outright parks out of this deal. See, and I told I, you we should have spent that four point five billion on something else, dude. We could have had <laughs> Lucasfilm. <laughs> Well, what kills me is that Indiana Jones is basically a throw-in. I mean, if you're buying a used car, Indiana Jones is the pine tree air freshener. <laughs> you find one in every car. From where that those things yeah, are. Yeah, my mom used to live right next door to that that place. Yeah, every single one of those comes from Watertown, New York. They sure do. That's a true story. But no, I'm see, I'm excited about because I, I kept forgetting about the the Indiana Jones portion of it. But no, I'm excited about that too because I think it's like Hero said. Can you imagine like Temple of Doom rides? I think that would be awesome. I mean, they have something like that now out in Disneyland that you know. Now, I've never been there, but I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. So, yeah, I want that stuff. I want you well, know the Penitent Man ride. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. We were talking about Star uh, Star Wars themed resorts. You could have Indiana Jones themed res- resorts, for that matter. You know the the Ooh. worlds of of Indiana Jones are. are could you right- imagine the bar being like the bar from Karen Allen's bar from Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, like I Club Obi Wan and all Club, of I was just gonna say I could easily see a Club Obi Wan. I can and then and then yeah. See- and you go there and you see like performers, and then at the end of the night, someone cut. There's a shoot up, and someone jumps out the window. I'm telling you right now, I'm not eating the dates. Bad <laughs> <laughs> dates. Well, this Hachi was a really small guy. <laughs> that, that, that'll be the that'll be the shish kebab special. Anything <laughs> oh, Oh, whoa! What about the what about the palace? The palace of you know you could chill the monkey brains. Oh yeah, yeah. Sit All down right, to here's... have bowls made out like chilled monkey brains. You just pull up in the top, and you got your beef stew in there, or whatever you know, your All cauliflower right. soup. <laughs> here's the resort I want. I want the THX one one three eight resort where they shave your head, put you in white. Outfits and guard, drug you up and drug you up and they zap you with cattle prods all day if you, long. If you have sex, yeah, no sex, yeah, that sounds like a great resort, man. You get to hang out with Donald Pleasance and listen to him gripe. No, that Donald Pleasance theme pack would be a thing of its own because it would just be <laughs> him from that and and He's Halloween. Evil. That would be a popular one, man. I shot him six times. Sorry, he must come home, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, well, do we want a roundtable uh, final thoughts on this? What, what does everybody say, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yeah, why not? Definitely I, yay. I haven't heard anybody who... I, I mean, I've heard there's drawbacks already. I have... Now, it's fresh on the internet, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to edit this episode. We're putting this one out tonight. Yes. So we'll see what happens after this, but uh, I just don't see how you could go wrong. As someone who's against like media conglomeration and stuff, in this instant, it makes sense. It does. Oh, I see a lot of potential to go wrong. I just don't think it's actually going to happen that way. Uh, the, uh, all the potential I see for it to go wrong are the uh, are the same potentials that it could go wrong in George Lucas's hands, and frankly. Yes. Well, I like it with him just being a consultant. I think that's about the right place for George Lucas in Star Wars films. It historically, has been proven out that way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you look and... for... oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go if ahead, you look man. at the 
if you look at the first three films, the the original trilogy, those are all considered to be the best films of the saga. And what were those films done? Lucas did the first one, and then he opted out the other two to other directors. This is a perfect uh, continuation of this. He's giving he's giving his child over to other people to take care of and nurture and grow, <clears throat> and let it let it become bigger and better than it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think and, he, and gonna... he's got limited visitation rights. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought no, uh, Disney has not in recent years done really anything to to really disappoint me as a as a as a movie watcher as a watcher of uh films and a, a lover of comics and all this i think this is this is just perfect this is the best news i've heard in i don't know how long amen yeah amen Brian West, i was yeah. i'm ready i'll uh you know i'll, I'll kind of wrap the whole thing up with my own thoughts here and <laughs> try my best to keep it brief but uh at the end of the day, the, the the film thing to me is is just like icing on the cake. I'm still I'm a little bit nervous about it for all the reasons that we we talked about. But ultimately, to me, it's really not even about the films or any of that. It's about for one, hopefully seeing you know the the, the reunion of Marvel and Star Wars again. That's the angle I'm I'm most excited about, even beyond the theme parks. To be honest with you. Um, there's definitely, you know, there's the theme park angle. There's there's room for expansion or fifth gate or whatever they decide to do with that. I'm psyched about that. But ultimately, I, I'm big on the idea of, you know, now Star Wars is going to live forever, you know, in, in that sense that, you know, if there's one place out there, you know, one company that understands both you know, important legacies and, and how to maintain them and how to, you know, the classic films and, and that sort of thing. I mean, come on, Star Wars, the original Star Wars is the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves of its day. I mean, it, there's strong, strong comparisons there. Mm-hmm. Chris and I were just talking in, in you know, our most recent recording, uh, Star Wars Monthly Monday, that'll be up uh, next Monday. Uh, the comparisons between Lucas, you know, George Lucas and Walt Disney, you know, the man, Walt Disney. So, I mean, there's, there's strong parallels there. But also, I mean, if there's one company in the world that perfectly understands um, generational fandom, it's Disney. I mean, I see that every single day. People that have been coming to our parks since they were children, they brought their children, and now their children are bringing their children. It's the same way with the movies. You know, there's great-grandparents out there that went repeatedly to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and Pinocchio and all the classic films, and they pass that down through generation after generation after generation. Star Wars is that way. You know, people that that were our age, Chris and our age, when we were kids seeing Star Wars, they're grandparents today. And so they've passed on their love of Star Wars to their kids and to their grandkids. So I love this idea. I think it's great. I like that Disney is now going to be... um, you know, in charge of, of this legacy that I, I think is very important, not just for filmmaking and and storytelling and all that, but just I, I think it's an important cultural touchstone for for geek culture. And I love that they're going to be who's in charge of that. Now, I think that's wonderful. We'll see what the films hold. You know, again, that to me is almost a, a sidebar to the whole thing. I just like that they're going to be in charge of, of moving this property forward and, and taking care of it from here on out. I think it's exciting. I really do. Good or bad, it's exciting that there's a date set for the next Star Wars that we could go 2015, I, yeah. we're going to be sitting our ass in a theater yep. and watching a new Star Wars movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, less than three years. It'll go by like that. Yeah, especially when you're an old fart like me and Scott. Hey, come on, I'm I'm getting up there too. I like being an old fart. <laughs> I do too. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. I know this was very very spur of the moment, but that uh, I think that was a, a nice little uh, roundtable recording there. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely, a lot of fun. Everybody hey, get in everything that they wanted to uh, discuss. Well, the only thing I want to add is a minor correction from the top of the show is I actually am formerly of the podcast Tool to Grow Up. We haven't published that in a while, but I am currently with the Legion of Dudes podcast um, yes. over at the HHWLOD network at hhwlod.com. Thanks for the plug. 
<laughs> Throw that plug in there. They do a good show. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Do you ever find yourself going to Amazon.com and uh, buying some record or movie or some stupid thing that two true freaks have been talking about so that you can catch up on it or you've been reminded of it or something? Well, now, how about this? Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to twotruefreaks.libson.com and follow our link to Amazon.com. When you do that, if you buy something over at Amazon, we get a little cut out of it which is awesome because we love money and it won't cost you a thing. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts, for more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, Two True, True Freaks. Freaks. Test, test, say duh. Yeah. Good luck.